Welcome to the Father's Four Podcast, everyone. We're just four dads sitting around talking about how to be good dads. I'm Forrest Cole. I'm Brian Packer. I'm Trevor Beasley. And I'm Spencer Seal. We're super stoked to kick off the first episode discussing our definition of what it means to be a great dad. But first, let's get to introductions. Like I said, I'm Spencer Seal. I'm a 29-year-old father. I have two small kids. They're three and one. And fun tidbit about my kids. Um, my uh, first daughter, my, my first child was born the week that my favorite baseball team, the Washington Nationals, God's team, won the World Series. <laughs> so naturally, awesome. my, my uh, life peaked when I was 26, when she was born. And uh, since the Nationals didn't win the World Series when my son was born, his birth is obviously much less significant than my daughter's. <laughs> I love it. I'm Trevor Beasley. I'm 31. I am a father of two, two girls, girl dad. Interesting tidbit. I would say my first was born less than 24 hours apart from her cousin. So they Mm. are 22 and some change hours away from each other. So they're super close to see each other all the time. Cool. So... No, uh, no World Series or anything, though. <laughs> Nothing to World Series there. <laughs> I'm Brian Packer. I am a 49-year-old dad of two boys. Uh, probably the interesting fact about my, with me is that uh, my wife and I have been married over 27 years, and our oldest is coming up on 22, and uh, the youngest is 18 and just getting ready to graduate from high school. So I'm kind of on that, that older spectrum. No World Series of mine, though my oldest was born on the Friday of uh, the NCAA basketball tournament, but my team wasn't in it that year. So, <laughs> but still a good, but still a good time. Yeah, of year. absolutely, <laughs> great time to be born. Yeah. Again, I'm Forrest Cole. I'm 50. Two young kids. He's the old man in the group. Yep, five and three. I'm an old dad. Um, I'm originally from Southern California. And an inter- interesting tidbit about my kids is that they were born in Abu Dhabi when we lived there and they have Arabic birth certificates and your nationals beat my Dodgers on the way to uh, win the World Series. They did. So yeah. I don't feel too good about that, but well, they got like a couple years later. Beat. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> they did. Anyways, gentlemen. So today we're going to talk about what our definition of a great dad is. Anybody have anything to jump it off with? I think the first thing that comes to my mind is uh, just a, a dad who's there, who's present, mm-hmm. someone who's involved. I think that uh, was present in my life. Mm-hmm. My dad was there all the time. I mean, he would he coached my football team growing up. He uh, mm-hmm. hated golf, but golfed with me. I mean, like we were just <laughs> always doing stuff together. He became an accountant, and I am now an accountant. So even though I told him growing up, like, Dad, your job is so lame. <laughs> I'll never do that. Yeah. How boring. Yeah. For a minute, I worked like six feet away from his desk. So really? <laughs> I followed pretty closely in his <laughs> shoes. Uh, but yeah, I think it was just, you know, he was he was there. He was present. He uh, you know, made himself just available in my life. Yeah. I think that was big for me. That's cool. I mean, I so my dad, he left when I was my dad will listen to this, but he, he was aware of his, his shenanigans. He left, uh, <laughs> sort of left when I was 18 months old. So he wasn't really around. I think I can count on one hand the amount of times I saw him from the age of 18 months to 22 years old. Wow. 
And I did have a stepdad in my life. He married my mom when I was four. And so I did have a fatherly figure around. There was some contention there, but that's for another story. But I, I, I can attest to, you know, for me, it's really important to be around for my kids because of the sort of absent that absence that I felt. And I know, mm-hmm. and he, my dad, he made up for it. He, we reconnected when I was older and we've spent a good amount of time like hashing all of that stuff out and, sure. and it was healthy for us, but like it doesn't replace the absence, you know? And so for my boys, it's, I want to be, and, and also being an older dad, I like want to be there for everything. Right. I don't, I don't want work to get in the way. I don't want anything to get in the way. I want to be at their ball games. I want to be whatever they're going to do in life. I want to be there, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I can kind of relate um, to Trevor. My dad was very present. And uh, I can also kind of relate to your boys, uh, Forrest, because I'm the youngest of nine kids Mm. in my family. That's it. And yeah, that's it. (laughs) That's it. Uh Yeah. And um, there's a a starting lineup on the baseball team. There you go. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really like the idea of me batting ninth, though. I think I could. Yeah. I think I could probably out hit a few of my assistants. But um, my dad was 45 when I was born. And um, by the time I hit high school, I think it was right at the beginning of my freshman year of high school, my dad retired mm. and which was awesome for me because it freed him up he went to all my games mm. every football game every track meet you name it um he was at all of them even when i was on the sideline on crutches or in a sling or something <laughs> which i think was most of my football career um, <laughs> yeah. he was there and he was super present um mm. and i know my dad was a great dad for all my siblings but for me it felt different sure uh, and hopefully my siblings don't um hold it against me but it was different for me because he was home every day when i got home mm-hmm. and he was at all my functions when he couldn't be at you know for my other siblings and it was awesome my dad and i became extremely close by virtue of the fact that he could just be there yeah and it was an irreplaceable time yeah so yeah. Per- personal question did the age difference matter to you because i worry about that sometimes about like and this could relate to being a good dad. It's like, you know, I worry about when my kids are like 15, I'm going to be, you know, almost 60 mm-hmm. or I will, you know. So it's, it's interesting to think it, about that sometimes. It matters to me now because I worry about my dad's health. Yeah. yeah. And I, you know, my dad, I think he's like 75 now or something like that. And, um, you know, I think, is my dad going to know all my kids? Is he going to have a relationship with my younger kids? Yeah. If, you know, who knows how that is all going to work out. But um, so I do worry about that. And as a young kid, I never thought about my parents dying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Right. But, you know, my dad, as a man in his mid 70s, he's had a few health challenges, nothing major, but definitely things that a younger man would not deal with. Yeah. Uh, Mm -hmm. And it has caused me to think like, ah, we are mortal. Mm -hmm. Things happen. (laughs) Yeah. and, and so I think about it a lot now, but as a younger person, no, I didn't, it didn't bother me at all. Yeah. The only time I ever really thought it, to be honest, uh, thought about it was, um, like the first time I beat him wrestling and I felt bad about it. I was <laughs> <laughs> right. like, man, I just beat up on moment. Yeah, yeah, he, he, he didn't like uh, break his hip or anything. Uh, did no, no, I didn't, but it was kind of weird. I was like, oh, I feel guilty a little bit bad, you know? Yeah. Um, and and my dad didn't lay off wrestling either. He he was he was legit. Um, 
So, it, but as a young kid, no, I never really thought about it. Yeah. I kind of think, you know, um, going back to the, you know, what does it mean to be a, you know, a good dad? You're, we've all talked about being there, you know, for our kids. And that was one thing I think we, the sounds like we all have in common is that, that are, you know, um, we want to be there for our kids, whether we learned that from our own parents or from, from others. But I was very fortunate too having, you know, my, my dad around it, everything as well. I'm the oldest of five kids. So it's, it's a different scenario, you know, it's a different scenario there. And, um, I, you know, when I graduated from high school, my parents were still in their early forties. So it was, you know, it back then it seemed like, wow, that was old. Yeah. I look at it now as a 49 year old and I'm like, there's no way that, that there's no way they were old. Cause I'm not old now. So yeah, I know. Same. My, I think my mom turned 40 when I was a senior in high school. And I just remember, I think I was really like not a very good kid. And I gave her some like over the hill, like kick it like, <laughs> thing or whatever. You know? She was not too pleased about that, but. Another thing for me is like someone who can try and instill values in their in their kids. Um, I mean, obviously, they've been through a lot of what their kids are going to be going through, um, and so learning those lessons and picking up, you know, valuable like, oh, here's some things to watch out for. But then, like, yeah, just having those values that they've learned from maybe their fathers or mothers. And just trying to instill those in their kids. I think that like maybe in your situation where, you know, your dad may not have been there, but as you were hashing those out, I'm sure that he was trying to impart some of his wisdom mm-hmm. and some of the things that he learned from maybe not being there. Like, Hey, yeah, I wish I'd have done this better. You know, yeah. I wish I'd have done this, this, this. Yeah. Um, and so that's something that you'll be able to, you know, take. And that's something that I took from my dad too, was like some of the things that he learned um, just from stupid mistakes that he made growing up that he was like, you know, this is what I did and here's what I learned from it. And if you want to make the same mistake, you know, I'll help you through it, but maybe you can avoid it. Yeah. I have so many stupid mistakes Oh, same. to like teach my kids <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what not to do or what to do when you can get what away not with to do. <laughs> you can get away with it. I'd be interested in that story. <laughs> Yeah. Having heard some of Forrest's stories, I think we could have some really good conversations. <laughs> that could be a podcast. Yeah, that, could be episode, <laughs> that could be multiple episodes. But I think, I think the value part is right. You know, I mean, I, if we, it's super important for me and especially with boys yeah. is to teach these boys how to be gentlemen. Yeah. Right. And how to, so a lot of times, especially my oldest August, he'll be like, I don't want to hear it, dad. You know, <laughs> I don't want to hear it. Right. Be like, I try to like teach a lesson in almost everything we do. And he's like, I don't want to hear it. You know, it's so funny, but to teach them how to, how to like, they're going to make their own choices as they, as they get older. And they even do now, you know, I have a very strong willed three-year-old who his very first sentence was do it the self. (laughs) (laughs) Do it the self. (laughs) And that is, (laughs) (laughs) 
that <laughs> you know that is how he lives his life do it the cells and so he's gonna he's like me he's gonna make he's gonna have to do it his own way and he's gonna make mistakes and have to like learn from those mistakes I and mean, i did it you know probably my stepdad and mom could attest to that but i try i try to like give them these values what i wonder what they're gonna remember yeah what's gonna like stick like you said my dad now i was much older i was in my 20s but there are certain things that he like taught me that i think about quite often yeah like the situation will arise and i'll be like oh yeah i think i think they do you know having the older kids i think they do they do remember things um my oldest will comment all the time you know about i remember this when from when i was younger or you know learning this situation and so forth and the it's it's an interesting you know age having them at the age that they are because uh you talk about you know with with your you know do it my how did he say it do it the self do it the self (laughs) when they get to the age that my kids are it is do it the self and you hope that what you've taught them throughout their lives will sink in somewhere and that they'll really get that. Fortunately for me, I have an amazing spouse who who helps even, you know, she, she's got three kids that she's been raising, not just the two. She's got, you know, me in addition to them. So it's <laughs> that's always been, a, you know, a, the challenge there. But um, I think that partnership has helped us instill, you know, the, the hopefully the right thing in these, you know, young men as they now are taking those next steps in life where, where they you know, college and marriage and whatever it may be in the, in the future. Mm -hmm. What's a story that, you know, an example of, of something that you maybe taught them at a young age that you saw in them as they got older? Um, Well, you talked about, you know, uh, you mentioned a moment ago about, you know, respecting respect, not just for, for, you know, women, but also, you know, for anybody and I think that's one thing I really, you know, pleased with is that uh, I see that respect out of my sons. They treat people kind. Um, they're respectful. They joke around. They have fun. They're sarcastic. But um, they are passionately dedicated to making sure that their their mom and their grandmothers, you know, and their aunts and their especially, you know, those that they're very close to in that way are watched over and taken care of. And I love seeing how they interact with, you know, with, with my wife and, and my mom and my mother-in-law. They're really sweet to them. Mm. That's big. That is big. Yeah. I'll never forget the first time I saw my oldest August open the door for somebody. I was like, (laughs) yes, yes, yes. And he's, I mean, he's, you know, I mean, I don't, I'm an only child, so I don't know the whole sibling dynamic, but it feels like an oldest child kind of thing to me. He is a little gentleman. He opens a door for people. He's super polite where the younger one is still coming along, but do the self, right? Do the self. self. (laughs) (laughs) He'll get there though. He's a sweet kid too. Oh, Oh, he absolutely, absolutely. He's awesome. <laughs> Something that I always thought my dad was really good at was letting me make my own mistakes. Now, if I was going to make a really stupid mistake, you know, a life altering mistake, sure. he obviously would have intervened. Um, but uh, he, I can't really remember too many times where my dad 
lectured me mm. where he said, I'm going to sit you down and I'm just going to talk to you and impart all this wisdom because <laughs> he's an older guy now. So he's got plenty of wisdom. <laughs> um, but he there there were a few times where he talked to me about the things that are of the greatest importance in life, like our faith and our family. Um, but he never sat me down and gave me a long discourse about getting good grades. Mm. Um, I was a, a slightly, you know, I, I was about as average of a student as it could possibly get. <laughs> um, and when I got a good grade, it, it wasn't like too high. And when I got a bad grade, it wasn't too low. Um, but he did always encourage me to do my best. And there's a difference. There's a difference between encouraging your kid and, you know, like sitting him down and just hashing it out with them where I'm going to talk and you listen. Yeah. I don't really remember any of that. He, but he gave me a lot of freedom and flexibility. Maybe that's because he tried that with my older siblings and it didn't work. I don't mm. know. Um, but I appreciated that. And it's the kind of thing that when you're a young kid, a teenager, you do not notice that stuff. Like no, that no, was yeah. totally lost on me way yeah. over my head. Yeah. But looking back and I have a three year old and lecturing a three year old obviously does not work. No. Wait, and, really? Um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Newsflash, they, they fight back and it's bad. Um, but like when, when my three year old is doing something wrong, making a mistake, hitting her brother, whatever. And I just want to like lecture them. And I, I think into the future, what is it going to be like when you're a teenager? What am I going to do when you're being a major pain and you're 16, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I, it, I think back a lot of times to when I was a major pain as a 16 year old. And I never remember my dad being like, you know, you idiot. I'm just, yeah. I'm going to lecture you. <laughs> you know, I have no memories of that whatsoever. <laughs> One thing that I was thinking about when my wife and I were first married, we got in a fight and I like started yelling at her. And I'll never forget, she like looked at me with these terrifying eyes. I was like, you don't yell at me, but I'm mad. <laughs> right. And, I, and it took it's a while a to like for us to kind of f- sort of figure out where all of this comes from. And this is no offense to my mom and my stepdad. This was just the way that our family dynamic was. When people were mad in our family, we screamed you at yelled. each other. Yeah. Right. Yeah. In my wife's family, no, no nice. one screams. But I think it taught me a good lesson when it came to kids. And I'm not perfect by any means, right? And I don't think any of us on this podcast would claim to be perfect dads. And I yell sometimes when I'm tired, frustrated, at wit's end. But I'm always aware, uh, trying to be aware of the tone I use. And I think this could come back to the lecture, right? Your dad could... Your dad could easily use an aggressive or mean tone and it would have felt like a lecture, but instead he probably was calm about it. Sounds like it. And like mm-hmm. right. you learned something yeah. from it. I mean, I didn't learn from being yelled at. Yeah. And so I'm trying to work with my kids. And if I do yell and make a mistake, I always try to, daddy made a mistake. He shouldn't have yelled. And when I do yell, my kids are very vis- physically like affected. By yeah. Me, you know, yeah. so it's for like it, a while too. A while. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I carry a little, I won't speak for anybody else, but you carry a little bit of guilt, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh for sure. Yes. You're like, oh my gosh, I just ruined my kid's life. You yeah. Know? Uh-huh. Oh yeah. 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 My kid will remember that forever. Yeah. She'll, yeah. she'll be talking about it with her therapist in 20 years. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. I'm scarred because of this. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's it. When they're younger like that too, they sense they have the, they sense that 
um, it's like a change. They yeah, can, they they, they can fill they can fill the 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 tension. Yeah, I think even more so, and they are very sensitive to it yeah. because you know I mean, kids are just so you know peaceful, and even when they're not peaceful, but um, yeah, they sense the the frustrations that may be going on around them. Yeah, well, especially like at our kids' age, like we're their support, we're their like whole. Like they don't necessarily have like a whole bunch of friends or whatever that they're out. Yeah. Like it's us. And so when they start to see like us crumbling, they're like, their whole world is like suddenly yeah. unsteady. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, that's huge to see. Oh man, I made dad mad and he's like, not okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's probably terrifying to realize that they have that kind of power or that they could. Yeah. Like, yeah, I have the power to like unsettle my dad to the point where he, like loses it and so i think that's huge to keep that in mind too and be like oh man like i need to keep myself in check because that could be really terrifying for a kid to like be like holy crap i'm i'm really powerful and that's yeah. scary yeah that's a good point yeah and I, I don't know about you guys but i mean i've always been sort of known amongst my friends and people i know as a pretty mellow guy it's like my boy's don't make me mellow sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and it, sometimes I want to outburst because it, oh, yeah. feels it feels so good, good for me, mm-hmm. right? It's yeah. selfish, right? It feels yeah. good to yeah. like let out that anger instead of like hold it in and channel it into something else, you know? But you have to, I just think you have to be really careful. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think sometimes if, if I, if my daughter's being a pain and I, I think if I raise my voice and just kind of like lay into her a little bit, uh, she'll never do this. She's going to listen. She, she, she will listen. listen. She'll be terrified and she'll be this angel forevermore. Yep, wrong. Right? Yeah, I know. And I'm, I'm, I don't think I lose my cool too often, but of course, like any dad I, sure. I have. Um, and I'm shocked every time when she's like, oh, I will see your screaming and I will raise you. Right. <laughs> I'm going to get it right back You think you. you can scream down. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's just not constructive and it's not fun. You feel like crap after it's over. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's bad. Do you, is that a is that a male thing? Because I have that, and I'm sure if I like it discipline them, they're gonna never do it again, right? Like, because I don't think my it's wife a, I think feels that way. It's kind of <laughs> I don't know. My wife might be a dude because <laughs> <laughs> she's definitely more of a screamer she, than me, and she, she would yeah. tell you that. She yeah. would tell you yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I love my wife. She's perfect in my eyes. She has, uh, you know, she she's just totally amazing. Um, but she does yell at the kids more than me. Mm. I hope she doesn't really listen to this part. I know, <laughs> right? I know it's like, <laughs> if, I, if I get angry, I get the look. It's like, don't talk to them like that. Yeah, I get it. All. I get it too. I get the, the look, the whisper. And I, I appreciate it. I, at yeah. the, in the moment, I don't always appreciate it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We I'm usually like, get like the, the other one will just step in. Yeah. And then it's like, yeah. well... Dang it. Like <laughs> now I really know that I screwed up. Yeah. <laughs> it got bad enough where she had to step in. So like, <laughs> yeah. That's an interesting idea. When do we relinquish? Like if something's bad and for, for example, trying to put my boys to sleep, they're outside their minds, jumping around all over the place and I'm just getting more and more oh, frustrated yeah. And like my wife will try to come in and I usually hold the door closed because I'm like, this. I can do this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've ever said this out loud, but sometimes you feel if I let you in, I lose all. You failed. 
I failed yeah. or I lose all, all everything in their eyes. My right? credibility is my credibility is gone. Right? They're yeah. like, well, dad can't do it. You know? <laughs> and you know, sometimes I have to be like, okay, I got to walk away. Yeah. I got to tag you in. Mm-hmm. Has that ever happened to you guys? Every day. Every yes. day. <laughs> all the time. Yes. It, it, yeah. I feel like it's a battle between feeling guilty because I'm having to, request her help yeah so trying to be like i got this you've had them all day i got this yeah but then also like being man enough quote unquote to realize like i don't got this (laughs) i need i need a little help right now yeah and i'm like i have a little bit of like ocd and so i want things done a certain way and when they're not i just oh that drives me nuts and so yeah it's really easy for me to like see my kids just not doing things the way that I want it to be done and yep. just be like, oh, you guys are going to, oh my gosh, I'm going to just whip your hair off. Yeah. It's, it's a battle. Yeah. For me, I think it's, this is going to sound kind of weird, but it's like a victory to be able to put the kids to bed. It's like a form of conquest. You put them to bed. They're actually asleep. And it's only maybe eight fifteen or eight thirty. You're whatever. like, I've got the rest of the night. Yeah, yeah like I, it's a, that victorious walk down the stairs, and my wife is like, "Are the kids asleep?" And I'm yeah. like, "Babe, yep. I got this." <laughs> totally you know that all the time. Yeah, yeah. And and when it doesn't happen, I'm just like, "This is so irritating." Yeah. You're yeah. driving me crazy right now. <laughs> right. I, right. I, I just go to bed. Yes. Yeah. You know, our, our kids go to bed at seven. Must be nice. That's yeah, like, that's, that's the plan, right? <laughs> sure. You and I are getting closer to that now, too. That's right. That's right. That's right. I find myself, I'm going to bed a lot earlier now. And uh, I think it was just like a week ago, I put the kids to sleep, and they were asleep by 7.15. And I definitely walked into the bedroom with my chest, like, oh, yeah. was like, oh, yeah, look what up. I did. Yeah. 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 Pro Bowl dad right here. Yeah. <laughs> Forest and the peacocking moment. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. yeah. She's yeah, same. She's the like, kids are asleep so, already. I'm like, yep. She's like, so those dishes, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, right. Go get the dishes done. <laughs> yeah. So I have a a question. I feel like for me, it's difficult to gauge when do I let my kids make mistakes. And when do I step in? Because you said like, okay, like a life altering. My kids are three. There's not too much they can do. You know, three and one. There's not too mm-hmm. much that they can do to alter their lives. But I also want to be able to help them and guide them. But let them learn and let them. Where do you like draw that line? What do you guys think? Hmm. That's a really good question. I know. I was gonna say that's a. Yeah, I mean, you're both too. I don't. I, I mean, my kids are. My oldest kid's three. The, the yeah. most life altering thing she's ever done is try to play in the street. Yeah, which is a no-brainer. Don't do. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, don't yeah. do. Safety is. A, I mean, I think I, I re- I've got the well, most experience me. in that area. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I think obviously any time that there's some something that could put them in danger, of sure. course, you need to step in and and help in that way. But I think too helping them understand what what are the consequences. The biggest thing, the the difference between our two boys is our oldest one. He's always, especially when he was younger, he really understood there's a, there's going to be a consequence to what I'm doing. If I do this, then that could happen and I don't want to deal with that. Right. Or he really got it where our younger one was more of just that 
I'm going out. I'm doing it. Just see what happens. Yeah. And then, <laughs> oh, wow. Well, I'm going to get in trouble now because I, because I did this. And so I think that obviously there were times where you need to step in to help protect them. Right. I think that's one of the big things there. Help protect them, whether that's physically or emotionally too. Um, but you also too need to let them get the feel of life. They're going to experience, they're, they're going to experience so much as they go through school, especially, yeah. you know, elementary school and you get into junior high, especially mm-hmm. it's, I think it's hard emotionally at that age. Cause there's just so many, you know, they're still developing so much and so many changes and hormones and everything. It just throws them all off whack. But I think the biggest thing is step in when you perceive that there could be something that could be harmful to a point to them, whether that's, you know, some um, might hinder them emotionally or Mm -hmm. even physically. Yeah. When we lived in Abu Dhabi, I mean, August was two when we left and Fisher was like two months old when we left, but it's such a safe place really that we could take August to the mall and just sort of let him, I mean, we kept an eye on him, but we weren't, sort of hovering we just kind of let him go do his thing and we'd follow him around and i didn't feel any worry yeah and then when we were moving back to the u.s i was terrified i was absolutely terrified think in the beginning i was didn't allow them the freedoms you know because of my own worries you know but i think now for me we pick and choose those moments for example this was maybe less than a year ago uh we you know we where we live we were right next to the park right and we let august go out it was the summertime we let him go out and play by himself for the first time with friends but my wife and i we did not leave the window i say you're watching watching him, and i felt like that was a great compromise right we let him he thinks he's alone he thinks he's alone he thinks he has the freedom but we were able to keep an eye on him And make sure that he was making good choices, that he was safe and all of those things. And I think when kids are really young, you have to, obviously. But I think there can be those little moments where you let them have their freedoms. I can't think of, like, some of my examples off, you know, off the top of my head. But, you know, we love to cook in our family. And every once in a while, like, August loves to cook, too. And he has his own set of knives. So every once in a while, he gets to use his knives. Yeah. That's like a little bit of freedom. Yeah. Right. But we're there helping him and stuff, you know, so I can't speak for everybody and everyone's experience, but I think that those moments will present themselves. Yeah. If you're open to them, that's a little hippie to say, I think, but it's the truth. Forest hippie side. Far out. I'll drink that Kool-Aid. I think that's Well, I, so I have a question. Sure. You're both girl dads. Yes. And and now we're still talking about traits and being a no good idea dad. What that's like we have no <laughs> idea what that's like, right? Boy dads, girl dads. There's all kinds Deep. of funny like Instagram memes and reels and yeah. TikToks out there about it. It's, Are there any traits that you apply to your girls that you, maybe you wouldn't if you had boys? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a very abstract question, but uh, I mean, my son is only. A year and a, and change. So there's not much you really change. You, you you feed them, you change them, you help them go to sleep. Yeah. Um. 
but with my daughter, I don't know, like I, uh, as a younger person, I never imagined me playing with dolls with my kids. <laughs> it, you know, if you asked me as an 18 year old, are you going to play dolls at Barbies with your daughter? I would have said, sure. You know, why not? Yeah. Um, but I never imagined it. And, uh, obviously the opportunities have now presented themselves and, uh, it's, it's fun just because it's bonding. My daughter enjoys it. Um, and she's like in her own little fantasy world and that I'm, that she wants to include me on. She asks me to play with her often Mm -hmm. and I think it's awesome. Yeah. And so I'm like, yeah, Barbies, if it's, if it's Barbies or a ball or whatever, the fact that you want me to be included yeah. is great. Yeah. And it doesn't really, I don't know. I, I, I haven't really thought about it much about like, Oh, it's just, it's just Barbies. It's what little girls do. So whatever. But the, the fun part is that she wants me to be included. That's huge. Yeah. Yeah. That speaks. I mean, whew, speaks to you. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, I mean, seriously, that says a lot that like she, Cause she's at the age where she's super like imaginative and coming up with a lot of make believe and, and playing a lot of things like that. And to think that she could literally come up with any game that she wants to play with by herself or with her little brother or with mom. And she comes up and says, dad, I'm with you. That's huge. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. I think for me, it's probably a little selfish, but I think you always hear about girls saying like, Oh, I want to marry someone like my dad. So it's like, okay, yeah. how do I like be someone that I would be okay with her marriage? Yeah. And yeah. so, I mean, jokingly, I always tell her like she can't get married until she's a grandma because I don't want to be wanted for murder. <laughs> <laughs> and so she'll watch Ariel and be like, oh, I can't, I can't get married to Prince Eric because I'm not old enough yet. <laughs> and so like we've had that whole... I want to get married, Dad. No, no way. Uh-huh. Not a chance. But yeah, a lot um, of years left. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, selfishly, I'm I'm stepping back and being like, okay, how do I be like the guy that she would want to marry, mm. but also be someone like that I would be okay with her marrying, that I wouldn't want to shoot, <laughs> someone that I'd be okay with taking her out, you know, yeah. and, and settling down. And that's that's hard because I can definitely think of a zillion situations where I'm like, Oh, would not want that guy would not Mm -hmm. want that guy. Yeah. 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 Limits question about, you know, raising little girls versus little boys is interesting because as I have mentioned before, I'm a big sports fan. And, uh, unfortunately sports has sort of a, um, connection to the male society. Sure. Mm -hmm. You know, um, it's, it's more common, I guess, um, this might be a little sexist. It's more common just for guys to be like diehard sports fans. Sure, we sure. wear the ball caps. We wear the sweaters and the swag, you know, we talk about it at the water cooler. I maybe, I just don't think those conversations are as common, you know, amongst women at the water cooler, but I'll be watching a game and I'll ask my daughter, Hey Robin, do you want to watch the game with me? She'll sit there for like 30 seconds and I'll be like, Hey, do you know what game this is? And she'll say, you know, oh, it's baseball or football. 50% of the time she's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think I'll throw on some cricket and have, and that'll just really, first I have to figure out where to stream it, but yeah. Um, ESPN but, plus. Okay. I mean, watched some the other day, India versus Australia. Oh, well, New Zealand. Here's our guy. New Zealand versus New Zealand. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like, I think it would be awesome if 
my daughter would like sports. You know, yeah. that's how like I bonded with my dad over sports. My dad's yeah. a sports fanatic. I'm a sports sure. fanatic. It was great. Um, now I don't try to go to great lengths to steer her that way. I just try and give her a little exposure and see if it sticks. And if it did, I think it'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, but if it didn't, you know, whatever, you know, like I said, I'll play Barbie all day long. If you're yeah, to do that, but it's, it's fun to, I don't know, try and do things that I like and, and to see how she responds to it. Yeah. Even though yeah. it's sort of like a guy thing. Yeah. I, I love that. Cause you know, my, my wife is the, the only girl in her family, she's the oldest of four kids. So she's got three younger brothers and it's a, it was a total sports family. And so sports is a big thing to her. Yeah. We still do this. Like we will, as a family, if we're not at a game, we're watching games on the weekend or, you know, going traveling to games or whatever it may be. And, um, that's, that's it. So it can happen. Yeah. Well, good. <laughs> so I have, a, I have a funny story related to that. So my wife and I first got married. We're living in Southern California. We're moving. We moved into this apartment in Torrance. She, she knows the Dodgers better than Forrest. That's true. And uh, I called the cable company and I'm like, you know, what? I've never, I've never liked paying for the whole package. Right. Cause I'm not going to watch 400 right. of the 405 channels. So I'm like, okay, can I, can I just pick what I want? You know, can I like, I want sports channels and like the local channels. And she, and the lady on the phone says, well, sir, don't you, wouldn't your wife like to watch something? I was like, this is for my wife. (laughs) (laughs) My wife, you know, she's a huge sports fan. She's the one that I didn't really, I mean, I like, I enjoyed sports. I've always watched it here and there. But she was the one that turned me into a baseball fan when we first got married. Good for her, man. That's yeah. awesome. She's a smart You know, and I had grown player. up with the Dodgers mm-hmm. and, you know, in L.A. and gone to the games and was a fan. And my grandfather was a big fan of sports. But she was the one that, like, brought me back into the fold. Huge football fan. Hmm. So it can happen. I will double down on that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think what, how it – and this could go back to traits, right? Her dad, great guy they would go to games together as when she got older, they'd go to like see BYU boo football. <laughs> I like that. Boo. Can you say that word in this room? Here, here. <laughs> no, not in this He's room. A yeah. Fan. Yeah. yeah. They would often drive up to from Vegas up here to go to games and it was like a thing yeah. for them. Right. And so they think they bonded over that. But anyhow, you know, not that we need to turn your daughter into a sports fan. I think we do. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, it can happen. It can happen. I always thought I was going to have girls. Always thought like my really? whole life. I, I just have this feeling that I'm going to have girls. It can still happen. I mean, it could, you know, I mean, I'm getting up there, but <laughs> maybe you need, but to I adopt. ended up with boys. I always had this, you know, dream. You were sort of talking earlier about that. I won't shoot them. You know, I always like, yeah. nobody can see this, but as you guys know, I'm tattooed pretty heavily tattooed. I always wanted to, like being one of those like slingshot wife beater tank tops, <laughs> sharpening the knife or yeah. something. When, when you the know, boy when, shows up, yeah, to pick they are. Oh, man, I, dre- I dreamt of that. You know, it's not gonna happen, right? I'm, and I feel like that wouldn't be taken the same way if I did that to one of my boys' potential girlfriends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, sorry, that's my dad. Yeah. <laughs> He's always, always want to do this. He's always want to do this. Just humor him, right? right. <laughs> you don't scared. know what this means to him. <laughs> Just don't ask him what that tattoo means. <laughs> That's right. Anyhow, 
Well, gentlemen, that was a good convo. Thank you so much. Yes. Any closing remarks? Being a dad is awesome. Yeah. yeah. Love being a dad. Definitely. Yeah. I think yeah, you have to accept and you have to accept that mistakes happen and learn from those. Yeah. There's yeah. definitely plenty, you know, and throughout sure. my life, you know, raising my boys that I look back at and go, I could have done better there, could have done better there. But all you can do now is just, you know, improve from from that That's and learn right. from it. Yeah. I wish I had a journal. I wish I had, like when I first was a dad, I wish I had written down the things that I had mistakes I made and how I, how I grew from that. Yeah. You know, like I think I know in my heart and sitting in my mind a little bit, but I wish sometimes I wish I could go back and like read, Oh gosh, how dumb I what was. Terrible yeah. person. Yeah. I am. You, were, you were really dumb that day. <laughs> But I'm sure my wife remembers all of them. <laughs> she did keep the journal. She did. <laughs> but I agree. I mean, it is, you know, I worry sometimes about being an older dad, but it is the greatest thing, you know, and I lo- really look forward to talking about all the different things that we can talk about when it comes to being dads and telling stories and yeah. stuff like that. So thanks a lot, gentlemen. Yeah. Thank awesome. you. Yeah, thank you. Awesome. Well, thanks everybody for listening in. This was the Four Fathers podcast. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Take care.